Hey, praise God. Why don't you just turn around and say hi to two or three people as you grab your chair. <clears throat> Stuart's going to just continue to play a little bit. We're going to share some thoughts and then we're going to come back into worship. Anybody else just got such a desire today to worship him? Oh, that's three people. That's awesome. Anyone else got a desire to worship him today? Come on and worship him we will. Amen. I've just got a few things in my heart, and I don't really want to preach. You're not short of preaching in family church, and in all our congregations, we take time on Sunday and, uh, and during the week just to minister the Word. But I want to share a couple of thoughts that I believe are prophetic. If you're new with us, that means we believe God's speaking about things He's going to do, even when we don't see them. Again, if you're a guest here this morning... Thank you for coming. We're so glad that you've come. We pray that you'll come back and see us again um, next Sunday and in 2024. And for the congregation online, our online family, big welcome to you and Happy New Year to you guys also. I've been uh, in Esther, reading in Esther the last couple of days, really being inspired about God's favor um, over the Jewish people when it looked like a moment that they'd been set up to be ruined, destroyed, obliterated. The, the story of Esther is amazing. You read the first part and it looks like, it's like a pantomime. In the first part, you want to leave for theatre because it looks like everything's going wrong. There's a baddie who's built gallows. There's an innocent man that's going to be hung. It looks like the Jewish nation are going to be wiped out. And it just looks really bad. And then in the middle of Esther, suddenly God begins to turn stuff around. And suddenly the gallows that were made for the innocent hung the one who made them. Anybody familiar with the story of Haman and Mordecai? I really believe that God is getting ready to turn things around. There was a verse I saw this morning. I've never seen it before. It says in chapter 9 of Esther, verse 1, and God um, and, and a reversing was occurred by God. But God caused a reversing to occur. That one word stuck on my heart this morning. Another translation, it said, and he gave his people the upper hand over the enemy. How many people want that over their lives this coming year? And God gave the upper hand to his people over the enemy. But it was that one statement, and God, in the middle of chaos where it looked like everything was going wrong, and God caused a reversing to occur. I speak that over situations in your life today. Like I said, I'm not preaching today, just sharing my heart. I'm going to worship some more in a moment. I pray today that God, as he did for Esther and Mordecai and the Jewish people in the, in the Old Testament, that today he would cause a reversing to occur in your life in that situation, in that family situation, in that health situation, that the God who's unlimited, who lives outside of time and space and the restrictions that we know would cause a, anybody up for this, a supernatural reversing, which means it was going this way and then it stops and starts to go this way. Anybody reversed the car before? I believe that this year God is even not going to wait for the next year but he's going to begin to cause a reversing to occur now I've received that word for me and my family but I just wanted to speak that over you as well I had one thought for today and that was this morning it's really important that we make a decision 
that we're going to praise our way out of 2023. And we're going to worship our way into 2024. Now, God hasn't got a calendar on his fridge. He's not going, oh, it's the last day of December. Because God lives outside of time and space. We use calendars and watches to help us to process this thing called eternity and life given by God. But I do believe that crossing from one year to another year can be a brilliant point of contact for people. Come on, all across the globe, people are using this moment to start dieting to wave goodbye to the chubby them and wave hello by faith to the fit them. Come on, all over the world, we call that, you know, people doing New Year's resolutions. How much more should we, the people of God, release an expectation of faith? But God, this is just a day, this is just a calendar year on a calendar that's not even on your fridge. But we're releasing our faith. Remember, there was nothing in the Bible that a woman could touch the hem of a garment and receive a miracle. Yet a woman believed, touched the hem of a garment and got a miracle. It wasn't, there was nothing in the Bible that they would see the shadow of the apostles and be healed. But yet people said, I'm going to believe that I'm going to see the apostles' shadow and I'm going to be. It's amazing when God's people begin to release faith that they can come into the things that God has promised. I'm also hearing in my life for people today that you need to get ready and some of you are unaware that you are one footstep away from the promised land because the journey's been long. Like I said, I'm not preaching, just being a little bit prophetic, just sharing some stuff that was on my heart today. I've asked the pastors to be ready to do the same during worship. Some of you don't realize, do you? The journey's nearly over. Some of you don't realize you're one footstep away. That's why over the last few weeks, it's like all hell let loose to get you to quit, right? Come on, has anybody else felt a pressure over the last few weeks and you thought, what is this about? It's because in the moment before is often the moment when the enemy does his best to stop you. Keep walking forwards. Keep walking forwards. Don't just walk forwards. Praise your way forwards. Declare what he's done in your past. Declare what he's promised for your future. So today feels a little bit like that moment where you come to a railway station called Life and you get off of one train, 2023, and you get onto another train called 2024. Around midnight tonight, that's what all of us will do. If we want to or not, it's going to happen. It's not waiting for your permission. Life really is like a journey. And I'm believing God that when I wake up tomorrow morning, a new leg of my life journey has begun. But it's a life journey inspired by His purposes, amen? Listen, when you walk in the purposes of God, you can expect God to give you favor for your tomorrow. When you're submitted to God and saying, God, I want you to be a center part of my life this year, you can have an expectation that God's gonna do you good. It feels like we're going through one door and into another. And you know, God is the God of blessing our coming in. And blessing our going out. You can also turn it the other way around. He's the God of blessing our coming out and blessing our coming in. How many people want to experience God's blessing on their coming out of 23 and His blessing? You see, these were promises made to God's people in the Old Testament. And if you're bored this afternoon, read Deuteronomy 28, the first part. It's filled with blessings, it's filled with good stuff. But I want to speak two verses today that were on my heart when I was praying this morning. 
Deuteronomy 28 verse 6, it says this, and I'm speaking this over you, family church. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed will you be when you go out. Psalm 121 verse 8 says, The Lord himself will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. It was amazing. I was thinking of these things this morning and I walked into the bedroom where Pastor Gina was getting ready and she was singing the song, He'll bless my coming in and He'll bless my going out. I said, there we go. We're on the same page once again. God wants to speak over us today. He's blessing our going out and He's going to bless our coming in. No matter what you feel, no matter what circumstance or situation tries to get you to bow the knee to. Now, when I look at going out and coming in, I think of the children of Israel. And, you know, even those that maybe haven't been around church, you're familiar with that storyline. You've watched Prince of Egypt, right? And it's that story of God's people in captivity in Egypt. And God sending Moses to bring them out of captivity not to leave them in a wilderness, that was their decision. God's plan was to bring them out of captivity in Egypt and bring them, apparently it was 11 days' journey, into a land that he promised for them, and that promise remains today. But God made a promise to Abraham about a land that belonged to his people. In the days of Moses, God sent Moses into the captivity of Egypt and delivered his people and brought them in, or he intended to bring them in to the land of promise. It was actually Joshua, 40 years later, that fulfilled that desire of God. And we're gonna look a little bit at why. Because I love this picture, because it's almost like a picture of our salvation journey, isn't it? But every person before they receive, not Moses, but Jesus Christ, is living in an Egypt. You're living in a captivity and you don't realize it. You're living bound and you don't realize it. You're living under the dominance of things and you don't realize it. Then suddenly the voice of the deliverer, Jesus, the good news of the gospel comes into your life and he says, I'm setting you free from Egypt. Now remember the story of the children of Israel, they left Egypt. The problem was they left with Egypt still in their hearts. They kept looking back. But God brought them through the Red Sea to separate them from their enemies so that they could be free indeed. And God's agenda was to bring them from Egypt through the Red Sea into a land of promise flowing with milk and honey. That's the plan of God for every one of us in salvation. That the message of Jesus comes into our captivity and speaks freedom. We choose to believe in Jesus and we leave Egypt And we need to make sure we've left Egypt. Then we follow him through the waters of baptism, which is the type and shadow. And that was the fulfillment of the type and shadow of the the Red Sea. And women have come out of the Red Sea free from our enemies, our addictions, our bondages. And come into not a land of promise, but a life of promise. That's God's plan for salvation. Now, the children of Israel can teach us a lot. They can teach us how to do things, but also not how to do things. Because it was 11 days from leaving captivity to the promised land. But they spent 40 years in a wilderness, walking around. I mean, that's lost, right? 
when it takes you 11 days to get somewhere and for 40 years you're walking around in the same old circles not arriving somewhere that's 11 days away why did they do that because they didn't leave Egypt praising a lot of them left Egypt going it wasn't too bad back there you were slaves it was all right we had a couple of meals a day they were beating you it's amazing how we can de deceive ourselves of what the old life used to look like but instead of praising they were looking back and instead of worshiping their way into what God had for them next they began to yield their hearts to things like fear oh no there's giants in the land there might be giants but God said you're gonna beat every one of them oh, oh, oh no there's, there's, there's enemies in the land there could be enemies in the land but God says you're gonna slaughter every one of them you see they chose a posture of fear and unbelief based upon what they'd experienced and what they feared what was the alternative to walk by faith into what God had for the next remember faith doesn't operate on what you've seen that's hope that's believing for things faith operates in trusting God right if you're believing for something and you've seen it you don't need faith for it that's what I was trying to say okay now all they saw were giants, all they saw were problems, all they saw was situations, all they saw was, well, this is what our past was like, this is what we've known. And they forsook or they robbed themselves of stepping into the new land that God had for them. I would encourage you, don't be like the children of Israel. It may have been a rough 23. It may have been a 23 filled with challenges. But don't let your past determine your future. It will cost you your future to live in your past. So what do we do? We make a decision. Without seeing, I'm going to worship my way in to this new year. Without any evidence, I'm going to worship my way in. See, people want to worship him after the miracle. Anyone can do that. God's looking for people who walk and sing by faith. You know, when you go back to that moment at the Red Sea, you're introduced to this lady, Miriam. And Miriam was actually Moses' sister. And it says that they came to this moment that looked impossible, called the Red Sea, ocean parts, children of Israel come through, captors, and ca they come through, but they die, they're drowned in the same waters. And it says when they got the other side of a miracle, Miriam whips out her tambourine and does a good old Pentecostal, woo, glory, Lord, thank you, Lord, woo. And that's a beautiful moment to watch, but the reality is anyone can play a tambourine that side of a miracle. The reality is anyone can play a tambourine that side of a miracle. And uh, God's looking for some people that even before the water begins to trouble itself, begin to say, yes, he will. Yes, he will. My God is true to his promise. My God has not let me down. My God will not let me down. You see, that's a song of faith. They were singing a song of unbelief. They were singing a song of fear. They were singing a song that was based on their experiences of their yesterdays. Stop singing that song. It stinks. It's rubbish. Start to sing a new song. Ah, God's already in my 24 waiting for me. 
my God is going to occur some things to reverse. He's going to cause a reversing to occur. My God is waiting for me in this next year, and He's got good things for me. Guys, you know me, I can preach all day, but I purpose not to today. I just want to stir your hearts. Come on, put your worship on. We're going to get the band back up now. And we're going to just begin to worship God for what He's done. Well, you haven't done much. You're here and you're alive. There's a good starting point. If you can move your arms and your legs and you walked in the building, you're doing all right. Some people can't. If you've seen a victory in the last 12 months, even a small one, that's worth giving Him the praise. But I don't want to stay in the wilderness. The wilderness stinks, or as it says in the King James, stinketh. I don't want to stand and I don't want to spend 40 years going around on a journey that should take 11 days. Then I've got to say, let me not do what the children of Israel did. What did they do? They sang a song of unbelief, moaning. Yesterday, all my problems seem so far away. But I think they actually sung that. I could see the children of Israel walking around the wilderness. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday. Why she had... No, no we, we don't want to sing that song. We want to sing tomorrow. The sun is coming out tomorrow. The sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow. Come on, let's change the song of our heart. Even before the clock strikes 12, let's get ready to sing a song of faith. Well, I haven't seen anything. God didn't ask, what are you seeing? Well, I don't, I don't feel it. No one's asking how you're feeling, love. What are you believing? What promises are you standing on? Because God is a God who turns things around. All things work together for good for those who love God and accord according to His purposes. Does anyone love God in this building? Does anyone want purpose of God for their life? That's why we sing. December 21st. Don't look back. Let Egypt be Egypt. Let the memories of yesterday be the memories of yesterday. Don't, don't, don't look back like Lot's wife, you'll turn the sob. Don't look back, there's nothing behind you. Begin to walk forwards. God, I step into the unknown, but I walk on your promises. I step on the unknown, but it's filled with you turning things around. I just sense before tonight strikes, somebody's going to see something turned around. I'm sensing God's going to do a lot before the end of January. I'm just sensing this in my heart. God's going to do a lot before the end of January. Only believe all things are possible to those who believe. Come, let's get to our feet and just begin to worship. Come on, let's worship our way in. Let's just begin to worship our way in.